it's always been about lifestyle. I feel like that's like the main premise. We always wanted to educate and help people. And that's what we've always been about. And we always love the wellness side of things. So we're already doing that. Why not do it for the other brand that we started? We are Frontline Warriors because there's so much exciting things we want to do. Oh, I got to go. I've been working. So them please don't hit my phone. I'm in my zone, bro. Just leave me alone. Was on the road, but I swear I'm coming home. Now the drinks on me, I think we need a toast See, I did it for me Now my old friends calling, told them nothing's for free Told me time is money, dog, swear I paid all my fees I was starving for this game, now my fan they can't eat As a new nurse, there is so much to learn When I first graduated, I remember feeling overwhelmed and in need of a good nursing support system which is why the Nurse Residency Program with HCA Healthcare is such a great opportunity. HCA Healthcare's Nurse Residency Program is designed to set up newly graduated nurses for success with benefits like access to company-wide clinical education programs, clear career pathways to help you reach your goals, student loan assistance and tuition reimbursement, 401k matching, and so much more. The year-long program is the best place to build a foundation for your career. With HCA Healthcare, you get hands-on clinical experience while developing your critical thinking skills. Plus, you'll have support from a community of caring, experienced nurses, and fellow nurse residents. For all of you upcoming and recent grads, I highly recommend checking out the Nurse Residency Program at HCA Healthcare. You can learn more today at careers.hcahealthcare.com. Dot com slash residency. Again, that's careers.hcahealthcare.com slash residency. HCA Healthcare, an equal opportunity employer. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another Cup of News episode here with your hosts, Peter and Matt. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you're a new listener, welcome. You will find a ton of value. And if you do, go ahead and give us a rating or shoot the five stars, leave a comment. That is ultimately what boosts us on the algorithm, and that's what keeps on motivating motivating us to keep on producing this high-quality content. For any show notes, anything related, cupofnurses.com, you'll see all the show notes there. And for the shop or the merch that we're wearing, we're doing some unit shirts this month around. They look awesome. I think you should do a quick flip, quick flip. for the camera. These are the ICU shirts, and in the back, we got the propofol drop which is called AK Mother's Milk in the ICU. Awesome, awesome shirt. I'm doing the telly one. I have a heart in the back. But if you want to know how the heart looks, check out cupofnurses.shop. And we're making a transition. This is our last Cup of News episode. Anything when it comes to health and consciousness, we're starting a podcast on wearefrontlinewarriors.com. So everything's going to be on there as far as checking it out. There's already blog posts. So tune in there. And pronto. It's in the works. We are working on it every single day. We've been talking about this since November, but it's just a big project that's coming out. We are trying to innovate and change healthcare for the better. So super excited on what we're doing there with the team. How you doing, Pete? I'm doing great. So nice closing episode for everybody. Episode 100 here. We're just going to go over kind of where we took our roots with this couple of news and where we're kind of heading. Some of our Happiest moments or our best moments, some of our favorite episodes. We're going to dive in, just kind of reflect, because we are closing this chapter on Cup of News technically, but we're not fully closing it. We're technically just bridging it to somewhere bigger and greater. It's a butterfly. It's about mm-hmm. a fly. 
So it's kind of, like a cocoon right now. Yeah. So kind of kicking it back. I love where this all started. I was travel nursing. You were back home in Chicago. And this is the beginning of the pandemic. I don't want to use these words, but C-19 was coming around. And we're just like, wow, this is not going anywhere. We should inform people of what's happening, especially healthcare workers. They should know what's happening, the latest things, maybe what's going on with vaccinations, updates. So this is where we started. And we were always just reporting on the stats. Remember in the beginning, we always had the breakdown of the five leading states. That was always so funny. California was always on top. Yeah, Florida. Oh, yeah, Texas is creeping up. Always like did stats. That was fun. And then we took a turn where we were doing more like a health approach and their current health news. So we did always about, it's always been about lifestyle, I feel like. That's like the main premise. We always wanted to educate and help people. And that's what we've always been about. And we always love the wellness side of things. So we're already doing that. Why not do it for the other brand that we started? We are frontline warriors because there's so much exciting things we want to do there. Yeah. And with us being a couple of nurses right now, it almost kind of felt like that these couple of news left our, our core, you could say of, of nursing because on Fridays, as, as you all know, or if you don't know, you're going to find out we do very nursing niche and nursing based episode on Friday. And when, like Matt said, when the whole C-19 happened, we wanted to be on top of the news because technically we were consuming the news of what was going on, but we were actually working with these patients that, that had this, this, this illness. So we were literally the, the front line of what was going on. We told you guys, honestly, what was happening, how, how we felt, and we were probably one of the best sources for this information because we were directly tied to it. These news anchors that you saw on TV that were just re- reporting stuff that they just read off a teleprompter, they didn't always give the best information. They, they never told you, oh, they didn't always tell you the facts. The, the Kumo series every day was <laughs> happening in New York. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's the thing. So it's almost like we felt kind of obligated to to, to talk about these kind of things because we were, we were there. We were there in, in, the, in the thick of it. And like we've said, we were probably one of the best sources of information because we were dealing with it on every day. We were keeping up with the information. And plus, it was our first time living through something like that, which kind of shook us at our, at our core. And we just want to stay on top of it and learn about it just to kind of see how this, how this is, is going to pan out, what's actually happening, and how could we move forward not only as nurses but as, as, as society. Yeah, and not to talk about too much of the earlier episodes that we had, but I love how we stood our ground uh, no matter what happened. So we had some controversial episodes. You could scroll back through the beginning, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, that mark there. And some people didn't like us for what we said. And we stood up for what we believed. We knew that the science was right based on what we're talking about. And look, reflecting back after a year, almost two years now doing these podcasts, we are right. Mm-hmm. Our opinion was factual, but we were almost getting censored mm-hmm. in a way, shamed in healthcare for our views. So I love that we have that documented and we could always reflect on that and know that, hey, we we stood up for what we believed and it actually came out to be true. Yeah, and I feel like it motivated us too because we were, like I said, we were in a thick of it and what we saw was a reality and then people were telling us different things and just like, how can you tell me these different things? when you're not dealing with this and we're dealing with this and you're telling me I'm wrong, it didn't make sense to us. So it's just like, like how, how does that happen? And it was almost, it was almost as if we were fighting against the fake information out there. There's a whole thing going on in censorship right now about what's fake, what's not, who's telling the truth, where she get the, get the sources from. And like I said, we felt obligated to do this, to let you guys know the, the truth and what was actually happening because we were dealing with it, with it directly. 
There was and, a lot of smoke screens in healthcare. Right. Yeah. And then now a couple of news isn't really going away. We're still doing and actually real quick, and that's kind of during these couple of news episodes, this research and then seeing what these comor- comorbidities are, what kind of patient population is actually dying from from these, these diseases, this, this infection, it kind of showed us how important our physical and mental health is because we saw that our our patients that were physically unhealthy on the obese side, hypertension, diabetes, depression, other uh, mental stuff like a poor support system, poor mental health, that all that all was taken into consideration during the, the whole pandemic. And those people, unfortunately, were the ones that, that passed away. So we saw that live right before our eyes. And that's why we stemmed into this whole health conscious movement. That's why we always talk about this, because we saw that, hey, during this crisis, we saw the most vulnerable people pass away. And what we, then we wanted to do was, hey, then we realized, hey, why is there so much of this, you could say, health vulnerability? Why is this such a, such a big deal? Why does this keep happening? And then we, we made it our obligation to spread, you could say, wellness, mindfulness, and health, because we saw that a lot of these deaths could have been prevented if, if people took care of themselves years and years ahead of this happening. Of course, it's, it was the, the whole crisis and the pandemic was an acute thing. People died of acute causes, but those acute causes were exacerbated because of the chronic issues. So we kind of took it upon ourselves to then take a couple of news from just being these statistics and information about the crisis to now more of a health conscious movement. So we took it from like really core nursing and just straight numbers to more of an approach that helps everybody basically in society yeah i I think through our journey we've realized what healthcare is what being healthy is what lifestyle you need to live to actually be healthy and we also expose and talk a lot about all these corporate entities that have that you feel like they're there for you for health but they're really not and that's not the proper way to be healthy so I think throughout this movement, too, we just got super passionate about, if you look through all of our episodes, that there's, just like Pete said, the health and wellness theme and mindfulness that's always repeating, because that's it. That's mm-hmm. the name of the game. And we really want to just put that out there through We Are Frontline Warriors and Frontline mm-hmm. Warriors podcast that's going to be coming out to share what we are passionate about. And we really enjoy doing these news, news. It's just that when people see a couple of nurses... You see the word nurses in there, so you're gonna think it's nursing related. So a couple of news technically isn't really going a going away, just going through a little transition. So when you go on Spotify, when you go on YouTube, when you see a couple of news episodes, you're gonna know that's very nursing related. And then if you see a We Are Frontline Warriors episode, it's the title and name of the podcast is still to be determined. But for now, we have the website, we are frontlinewarriors.com. So we're gonna call it the Frontline Podcast just for just for now. So you're gonna be able to go on Spotify and and see that the Frontline Podcast is, is out. So we know it's going to be more of just a health, wellness, mindfulness approach that will help anybody and everybody. You can share it with anybody because everyone's going to be able to relate. And then the couple of nurses is going to be more of a nursing based one. But what's really cool is that not a lot of uh, podcasters have that we have an advantage over everybody else is that we're nurses so we literally see what people die from and that's like a double-edged sword because it sucks working with those people not because we don't like them or or anything like that it it sucks because we're always faced with, with death and we're always looking at problems and we know that these problems have a solution and 
that solution we can't give to people. You have to take that solution onto yourself. You can only tell you about thin. it. Yes. So if there was a magic pill to give you health, man, I would be the first one to give it to you because our careers revolve around helping people. We, we love doing that. We can't always help everybody in a hospital because it doesn't, doesn't, we can't. It's, it's impossible. So that's why we talk about all this health conscious stuff is because that's the number one way where you can prevent hospitalizations. You could live a long life, you promote longevity, you reduce your chance of cancer, you reduce your chance of heart disease, you reduce your chance of any kind of comorbidity, you just stay physically and mentally healthy. And that's yeah. one aspect you want to spread to everybody, not just necessarily nurses, but we have a cool approach because we have this nursing approach. And that's our that's where identity stems from. And just like you said, we've seen so many patients. I wish we had a, like a count, body count, of how many people we, we take care of. But when you look at all these people and you group them up and just put them in a box like this is reductionism, you see the main themes that keep on occurring. People have hypertension. People have diabetes. That's leading to cardiovascular disease. Their kidneys are shutting down because of that. Now they're going on dialysis or they're getting their feet amputated and they have neuropathy. All these things are everybody has them. Mm-hmm. And it's just like we're, we're providing a lot of tertiary care in the hospital where it's the car is broken. It's coming to the mechanic shop. Let's fix it up the best we can. You send people on scripts, but you never help them progress past that. It's almost like a like a wall. You're 90% and you can't get to 95 or 100. Mm-hmm. You're at 75 and that's, that's, that's your limit. And that's what kind of like pharmaceuticals do. It kind of keeps you there. What we've noticed is you can actually progress past that marker where you leave the hospital and have that if you actually do the lifestyle changes and the healthy habits and that's what we want to do on that podcast yeah it's my it's mind-blowing because it's just so crazy because we've been nurses for such a long time and we see firsthand that pharmacology and pharmaceuticals aren't really the solution to, to anything of course there is i want to say a small population that really really benefits and that is their one solution of course people are born with different genetic anomalies uh, genetic predisposition things like that where pharmaceuticals are great but it's not something that that is going to help with longevity for everybody and that's like crazy to think about because in a hospital we're basically pushing pills on everybody knowing that yeah this is going to help you right now but this really doesn't solve your problem your problems isn't solved in a hospital your acute issues are but your problems that are reoccurring ongoing are solved when you're at home and it sucks sometimes because we have these readmissions and we see the same problems over and over and over again. And, and it, and it kind of sucks because you know that you're, you're kind of just almost delaying death in, in a sense because a person doesn't want to change or the proper things aren't, aren't, being, aren't being addressed. And it's kind of sad sometimes. It is unfortunate what we're seeing. Mm. But that's just the, the part of life. And we're not against Western mm. medicine. We, there's just a different philosophy to take care of yourself. For example, if you have CHF, you need the you need the Lasix or you need the beta blocker to have your heart contract properly. But there's so much steps before you, you came to having CHF that we could have prevented. And I hope in the next couple of decades, people keep waking up and they start taking health more seriously and approaching it. You know, like look at like diabetes when in this hospital, we do like the uh, the DM assessment and you ask them if they have a glucometer is it working or a Hofton. You, uh, you check your sugar and sometimes they're like once a day or, oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not too good at it. And you're just like, wow, like you're living like this. It's fine now because you're having this 
apple or coke or you're eating chips and it's cool if your sugar is high you feel fine but it's like man you're creating so much problems for yourself mm-hmm. in the future why do that right and this whole idea of oh i'm going to die of something eventually like yes i understand that maybe you'll get hypertension eventually maybe you'll get diabetes eventually but wouldn't you want to do everything in your power to get that as late as possible wouldn't you prefer to get hypertension diabetes at the age of 80 versus the age of like 50 60 that's like so we're like these demigods almost on this earth if you think about it we're we're gods on this earth we have pets every animal is, is below us we we create we, we destroy so we're literally gods on this earth to these animals because the we could do God, yeah. yeah because we could literally do everything that they do and and better so we basically own this thing but the one thing that we don't own is, is our lives there's eventually a finish line and the goal with us in our genetics and our mental health, our physical health is to live as long as possible. So I don't understand that approach that, oh, I'm going to die something eventually. So why should I, why should I care? Or why should I be so picky about it? Because you should, you may have one life. I, I like that quote. It's not the years in your life. It's a life in those years. Mm-hmm. So if it's 60 or 80 or a hundred, how are you living mm-hmm. in those years that you have? Because you could be living and feeling better. You could be feeling amazing because you're mm-hmm. taking care of the body that you have. Mm-hmm. And, and your body is a magic thing. You could have diabetes and live until you're 100 years old. You could have that. You could have uncontrolled blood sugars and you could live real long. But compare it to not having to take blood sugar four or five times a day. Well, that, that's such a really inconvenience for you if you have to do that. So why would you not put in that time in the gym? Why would you not eat healthy if you know you could delay that for as long as possible because now instead of you doing health promotion where you're you yourself are going to the gym you yourself are eating healthy now you're forced to do these things now you're forced to do blood sugar because you, you have to live and it's like that's why it's interesting i'm not sure it's still going on but like last year they had like that big push for uh, obesity isn't, isn't that big deal you know be happy with with your body if you're fat kind of stuff of course there's a there's different body sizes i'm not you're not fat shaming. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not fat shaming because people are wider than other people, and that's just how people are big bone or whatever you want to call it. There's different body sizes. Some people are just naturally have more hips. That some people don't have much hips. It, it is what it is. But but the thing is, there's a difference between being overweight and just just being bigger. There's, there's a big difference. And if you're if you're overweight and, and unhealthy and fat, that's not gonna do you do you very good in the long run. And you're you're just not gonna live a happy productive productive life. And I'm not fat shaming. I'm just being honest. Um, there's a lot more overweight people in the ICU than there is people with a normal body size. And the people that do have a normal body size, they're in there because of other reasons that either one, they can't control or they neglect. Like CWA, a lot of our CWA patients, they're not necessarily obese, they're really skinny and stuff like that. But what's the issue? Diet's using the issue. a drug. Yeah, yeah, yeah diet's the issue. It's crazy, man. So it's a, it's, it's a shame, yeah. And that's the mission that we're on technically. We're just trying to spread awareness in that aspect like just take care of yourself it's very important and ultimately it comes to just loving your body and learning how to do that mm-hmm. yeah let's talk about some of our favorite episodes here mm-hmm. like in this yeah we have had a lot of great stuff i'm actually just the first thing that popped in my head is when we did the four by four by 48 and we did a whole podcast talking about our experience where for two days straight peter and i ran four miles every four hours for two days that Still was, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, that was insane. And we're just trying to bathe. And every single run, we just 
put on ice, use the massage guns, and try to make it out. It was a journey. Luckily, we had- luckily we were, in, we were in Long Beach. We had a really nice place that we rented out from a guy named John. He's on Furnish Finder. If you can check it out. <laughs> cool. It's a, it was an amazing California place. California Oasis. Yes, and the beauty of it is there was a hot tub and a pool, and it was clutch because we were so sleep deprived and so drained of electrolytes and energy where we were literally just walking through the pool, do like a mini cold plunge, and then we go in a hot tub and just circulate that because it was, yeah, like I said, still the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, and we didn't run the full thing. I think after like 35, 36 mile mark, we had so much pain where we couldn't opt out of this race. So we just had to walk to the finish line in a way and do like a light jog. Yeah, def- I, I never stopped jogging. I, I, didn't, I didn't walk, but I definitely did a light jog. But yeah, shout out to David Goggins for that. If you guys want to really test your capability and really see how far your body could go, definitely do the 4x4 at 40 because think, thinking about it before we started, it didn't seem like that big of a deal. And in it, it was like, holy shit, this is so hard. But after, you're just like, wow, like my body could actually push through this. So if my body could do this, imagine how how restrictive I am at, I am to my own capabilities physically-wise. Because we went through a lot of pain. We were bleeding. We were sweating. We were in pain. We were cramping up. And just pain. It was just two days of straight pain every hour. Even when you're sleeping, you're, you're in pain. And it really showed you how, how physically gifted we are having these bodies and how we are not using our full potential and of how our, of far our you could push it with your mind it's mm. yeah that's who that's, it, that was huge it's almost like a car where it has like this cap that they put on cars where you can't pass a certain speed limit this is it too where your body kind of cries and tells you no and you just say shut the f up mm. i'm gonna keep on going and your mind tells your body that and then your body's just like i got no choice this guy is serious mm-hmm. So what we got to do, we got to keep on performing. And that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. Another episode that I really liked was the one that we did on our RV trip. It was episode 54. We were out in nature. Uh, we talked about like mindfulness, like self-growth, getting away and just stepping away from all this electronics and just being in nature with your natural self. Like that was super cool. And if you look at the YouTube video, there's literally these gorgeous mountains behind us. I think it was Silver Lake, somewhere in Oregon. Mm. Something like that, yeah. But it was it was so nice. It was just so relaxing to the RV trip. Such a good time. And we a talked time. a lot about our Polish upbringing too, and how our parents raised us. So that episode talks about our background too. If you're wondering, we're both Polish. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to our episodes, so that was that was a good one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of our fan favorite episodes, our fan favorite episodes, was the horoscope one. That got a lot of views. People seem to really, really like it. Um, that was episode seventy-two. I think we did November horoscopes for for that one and actually these show notes if you're curious and if you know your zodiac sign you can just take out the show notes and we did a little uh june horoscope for y'all so horoscopes i don't really believe in them too much but what i like to do with them if if i i don't do them on a weekly basis or a monthly basis but when i do read them maybe i see it on instagram or sometimes or my news feed somewhere uh I, I feel like the benefits of them if you don't really believe in it but still see it a lot or you're kind of on the fence i think it's a uh, horoscopes are, are good way to maybe think about a goal you want to do for the month not 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 as an excuse because i feel like some people say oh i'm a gemini so this is how i am this is what i'm supposed to be yeah. i feel that's a little a little bs that, that, that that's limiting you're making an excuse for your shitty behavior 100 percent. yeah and it's very it's very self-limiting i feel like maybe do take these horoscope predictions and see what it's telling you for the month and try to make a goal out of whatever it's maybe telling you because that way think about it if you do it 12 times that's 12 goals that you're hitting in one year. That's a lot. I can't even read 12 books in a year sometimes. 
know what I'm saying? When it, yeah, when it comes to this astrology stuff, this is just my spin on it. I feel like we we have a way of operating when it's unconscious, and that's like the standard that is happening, and you're operating on these traits that this astrology sign has. But if you become aware and present and conscious, you can change anything. You just have to be aware of your mm. behavior, and you have to unpeel those layers of yourself. Yeah, probably the craziest or the most beneficial thing I've learned about life. I'm 27 now, about to be 28 in, in June, June 16th. If everyone wants to know my birthday, if you want to send me a gift or something, but whatever, I'm not going to ask for it, but I'm just saying, you get my address later on or something. <laughs> but probably the biggest takeaway is just how important self-awareness is. And it's interesting because when you're in high school, I think you're, I think it's a frontal lobe that does, that develops the latest. I think it's a frontal, right? Yeah. I think that probably has a, has a big uh, player in this, but I feel like in high school, you're not really very self-aware. And I think it's reach a certain age to achieve self-awareness. But but when you do, try to just just grab that for as, as hard as you can because that's like the, one of the most helpful things. Because if you understand yourself, it's almost like you can understand everybody else better because you start to understand yourself, the thoughts you have, and you know that the thoughts that you have, you don't always control, but the thoughts that you, you control, that's the real you. And that way, when you speak to people and they have their own ideas, you're like, hmm, that kind of makes sense, and that's the that's kind of how they look at things, and you're you're okay with it. You're less likely to argue, or less likely to be egotistic, because you understand that hey, your thoughts think this way. That means someone else is going to be going to think differently, and that's okay because that's just how we are, and that's how that self is, and this, and this self is me, but that self is somebody else, and I feel that you could connect a lot better to people when you really understand yourself and you're really okay with yourself. Yeah, that's very deep. And also self-love works the same way when your relationship. If you don't know how to love yourself, how can you love the other person? So self-awareness is definitely crucial. Mm -hmm. Another episode that we enjoyed talking about and it did very good was episode 86 about cannabis and C19. Another fan favorite. Yeah, and we've re these researchers in Oregon University took cannabinoids and under a study they're able to take the c19 spike protein and the cannabinoid was actually able to inhibit the spike protein from entering the cell which is essentially what the the vaccines are doing mm -hmm. so this was very mind-blowing that we we're able to do this and isolate it and i think cannabis is making its way around uh for a handful of things like we talked about reducing inflammation that works better than aspirin mm. and uh, ibuprofen and uh, controlling blood pressure and helps people with anxiety. Not all people. I know some people get anxious when they smoke. Mm. So that's uh, that's that's up to debate, but depression and things like that. So it's awesome that something that was illegal, banned substance, like class to whatever it is, mm -hmm. now is showing a lot of health benefits in our society. Right, and it's like a natural thing. We synthesize pharmaceuticals all the time, and yet we kind of just push away these things that, that grow from the ground. There's a lot of herbs, like garlic has a lot of benefits. Thing, things that you, you, you consume that come from the earth, they could, they could help us a lot too. It's not, it doesn't have to always be weed or these these drugs, shrooms or whatever uh, you're you're trying out or whatever that, that whatever drug you're choosing that that's naturally made. It just it just shows you how how food is important too. Because if you're telling me that I could smoke this plant and it's going to help me with certain things, that just shows you how important nutrition is. Because yeah, you're technically not eating, you're not getting nutritional value, but it has an effect on you. 
So the way we change your brain, imagine when you eat food, that's kind of the way food changes like the rest of your body. Except you don't you don't feel your liver processing stuff. You don't feel your your intestine motility. You don't you don't feel that, right? Because it's not connected that closely to your brain. But when you get high, it impacts your brain. So same way diet impacts your body that way too. When you eat healthy foods, you're you're producing that feel good effect in your liver, in your stomach, in your kidneys, in your gut because it's it's no it knows that whatever it's consuming and processing is is good for you. But yeah, but cannabis was was a good one. I definitely smoked a little bit in my in my younger days. I'll be honest, everyone's done it now. I mean, there's no no shame in that. Yeah, no shame in that. I'm kind of thinking about episode 100. So we've recorded for a hundred hours. Plus, probably more than 100 hours. Yeah, and then now you go into scripting and preparing for the show and looking up research, which sometimes can take three hours, four hours an episode. We So we've put 400 hours into creating this series of Cup of News. Yeah. It's pretty insane if you think about it, but we've, we've created a catalog of amazing information. Yeah, and we like doing this, which, which is cool. It's like, I mean, we don't make a both ton of money here but it's like you're getting paid to do what you love and it's interesting because i always like do researching things i always looking up things i like to always base what i'm saying with evidence because sometimes we, we say things because we, we we heard it or because it's been repeated to us for years and years and years and stuck with us and we took it as as a truth and then you do research and just like whoa maybe i was wrong yeah and that's one thing i've realized too in this series is science is not fixed and it's testable it's going to change that's why this whole pandemic was goofy as hell too because everybody assumed science is fixed and it's this no it, it changes mm. look at antibiotics where we prescribe them because it was reductionism essentially where everybody just needs them if they're infected now we know about the gut microbe and how dysbiosis happens and it affects your your uh, gut microbe where if, hey if you have a bad gut microbe it's creating metabolites can travel up the vagus nerve and now it could lead to potentially dementia or other neurogenic neurological disorders and even see if i i'm like trying to think back when i first got in nursing school versus now because we've been we've been like five years in, into the field i feel like the trend of cdf i feel like i see cdf more often now and that's caused because of antibiotics so it just shows you firsthand how destructive antibiotics are. Of course, antibiotics are very important. I was doing some research like uh, years ago, and I think the invention of, of antibiotics allowed us to live by, I think, 20 years longer, which was mind-blowing. But then antibiotics became like this be-all, end-all solution that whatever happens, antibiotics, antibiotics, where now we're at this point in life where we're overdosed people on antibiotics, people aren't following them properly, and now we're getting super infections. So the saying, it's it's not good to have too much of a, of a good thing, I think that's how, how it goes, whatever that, that saying is, that kind of shows you. Science is good, pharmaceuticals are good, antibiotics are good, it's just, you can't abuse these things. You can't abuse the things you create, you can't abuse things in nature, because nothing good comes comes out of, of abuse. So you yeah. got to be careful, you got to use things appropriately, and that, that's with everything in life. Yep. And now we're breeding MRSA and MRDO and all these, uh, all these freaking bacteria. Yeah, and another, yeah. another great one was episode eighty-five about heart health and the number one killer in America, and it still is, regardless of how much deaths the pandemic happened. And why aren't we tackling this issue? And we mm -hmm. talked a lot about that in the episode. If these governments and organizations cared so much about our health, we would be tackling the biggest problem that's in America, and mm -hmm. that's heart disease. And that's like, 
it's just shedding the light on all this and just makes you really realize that you have to care about your own best interest. And I feel like with fast food, it's almost like the same approach happened as to antibiotics, where fast food was smaller scale and it was good because people would get it once a week or when they're busy, it was good. But then it became so widespread where everyone just kept kept consuming fast food over and over again, and now it led to this. So once again, things are great in moderation, but once you start abusing them and overusing them, it leads to these negative health out- outcomes. And it's crazy how much money we gave to jab research, to pharmaceutical research, but yeah, what if we just took that money and gave it to like McDonald's and said, hey, we'll give you this tax cut, this, this tax break if you could just make your food healthier and less processed yeah even the um we we watched a ted talk a couple weeks ago about bill gates and what the future of how to prevent the next pandemic and he's creating this team and then they want to do the vaccines like through the nose and like through a transdermal patch okay cool that works prevention but what about the real problem here which Mm -hmm. is the number one comorbidity for this virus is obesity Mm -hmm. why not why aren't we tackling the problem at hand it's because the problem is a healthy lifestyle and there's no money involved in it. So what do you do? You got to create more products around the problem to satisfy uh, corporations, man. Yeah. Even how much Pfizer made money last year when they released their earnings. Mm-hmm. Insane. And how could you create this, like Bill Gates was saying, pandemic prevention? Wouldn't pandemic prevention be to optimize your health to the fullest? Because like we've seen with C19, how many times did this strain mutate? So how are you telling me that preventing a pandemic or a crisis is going to be relied on getting some kind of a medication if it's always changing? So how, how can you tell me that we're always going to be one step ahead of, of, the, of mutation? You can't. You, yep. you can't be one step ahead because you're not, you're not sure no matter how much tests you run. So I forgot what we were watching. I think it was the... What's that YouTube channel that we watch sometimes? After school. Uh, after school. school. After school, yeah. So they're talking about, you could keep dissecting things. So you go a human, an organ, tissue, a cell, um, organelles in, the, in that cell, uh, mitochondria, nucleus. Atoms. Atoms, electrons. You go smaller, 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 and, and it's infinity. It's infinity, no, no matter what. So how can you tell me you could be able to predict a mutation and, and prevent a spread of something or a pandemic if there is an infinity amount of routes it could take, it's it's impossible. It's impossible. It's it's just a a a false kind of narrative that is just out for money. Of of course, it's really good. It's really good to do vaccines. Of course, it's really good to do that kind of stuff. But saying that it's going to prevent it is is false. The only way you're going to prevent an illness or a disease is by optimizing your health because you're the one. Because when it affects you, when it's, when you get affected by something, you're fighting it off. So if you could best optimize your body to help fight off anything it has, that's that's how you prevent it. Yes. Yep. And that kind of goes into episode 52, the World Economic Forum, and everything we talk about. So Peter and I have a background of law, law, <laughs> secret societies, going down the rabbit hole with conspiracies and all this other fun stuff that we bring up here and there in episodes. And it's just wild to see the progression of what we researched, maybe when we're like shorties, 15 years old, or even like in high school and seeing all this stuff play out. So in that episode, we kind of talk about the world 
economic form and how they have an agenda for 2030 and how these steps are being taken day by day, week by week. And one of them is products will become services and you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. And look what's happening where back in the day you used to buy editing software. Now it's subscription based. Your mm. Spotify, you can't purchase it. It's, it's subscription. And it's just wild to see these changes. So we break down what that form is and how these globalists are meeting up and are dictating how the future should be of our society. Yeah. And it's not a conspiracy theory. This is available on YouTube. You can yeah. literally go read the whole manuscript. It's just not talked about, but these are very wealthy people and very powerful people that are meeting and they're not hiding that they're meeting. People don't know what's happening. It's just nobody's really looking into it because nobody really talks about it. But it's all that written for you, which is, which is, which is crazy. But, but we like to dissect it. We like to go into it. They literally tell you how they're going to go about it. And it's crazy to think about because, like you said, it'll become a service. It's just like, I don't own a car. I'm renting a car. I technically don't own a home because I rent when I'm on a contract. So it's like, yeah, this is literally a, a service. Massage interviews is a service. It, it's wild. Another thing that I predicted was a global price on carbon. We see this giant, giant push for uh, less CO2 emissions. California is pushing, what did they say, no... Um, no gas-powered cars by 2030. Carbon neutral, yeah. They're not going to sell any any more gas-powered cars by 2030. Like, you you see it happen right before your eyes. So it's just like, once again, how can you tell me that I'm wrong if I'm literally seeing the stuff that that we we research? Infrastructure bill that got passed and Mm -hmm. kill switches on cars. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, uh, yeah, man. I don't want to brag on the show about it, but we're just very intelligent, smart people, and we tried to put it into the show and... Honestly, we're trying to educate. Mm-hmm. And, that's all. and that's what it comes down to everything that we're doing. We're trying to help nurses in healthcare. We're trying to help them become the best that they can through our services and the app that we're building. And through Frontline, we're trying to help you optimize your health and everything that you're doing so you could control your life there. Mm-hmm. And just sharing knowledge with you to become a better equipped human. Because yep. just like you said, it's it's the life in those years that we're, you should be enjoying and Enjoying this life, yeah. man. It's so short. It's like it comes before a flash of light. It and what are you gonna do? Yeah. In this life. Isn't it crazy? Like I've I've almost died a few times in my life. So it's like mind blowing how especially my cause my accident and stuff, it was like a crazy realization that how quickly my life could have just been gone. And 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 like that's it. So like one thing that made me realize is is that there's multiple paths that you could take in life. There's one major one that everybody takes and that's okay. But sometimes you veer off that path and that's and that's okay too. So you just you just have to be okay with that. You don't have to always be with the mainstream. You don't have to always be doing what everybody else is doing because you're still going to arrive at the same final destination, which is death. And no, no matter what path, path you take. So why would you sacrifice yourself if you know that no matter what you do in this life, you're going to eventually die? So why would you self-sacrifice? Why would you self-sabotage? Why would you always appeal to everyone's needs and ne- ne- neglect yours? Because you're not gonna get another chance at this yes. uh, again. So it's very mind-blowing. So like, just be okay with being yourself and just doing what you want to do. Because like I said, the last your last day on this earth is is gonna be right before death, and you're gonna reflect on everything you've done. You're gonna look back and you're gonna want to change everything. And no matter if you if you think you're doing perfectly and you think you're making the right choices, you're still going to, going to be on that deathbed, you could say, reflecting on things you could have done different. So no matter what you do, right or wrong, different, indifferent, when that day comes, 
you're always going to be able, you're always going to think back and you're always going to reflect and you're always going to be thinking, should I have done this? Shouldn't I have done that? No matter what. So don't let your fears hold you back. Don't let anything hold you back. Just, just do it because no matter what, you're always going to be, to be looking back at stuff. Yeah, and nothing is worse than seeing regret in mm. someone's eyes when they're on that deathbed. Yeah. So to summarize that is there's a battle within your mind, within yourself, and without the outside world. And We Are Frontline Warriors is going to be there for you to fight this battle that's within you. Yeah, thanks so much for your time. Mind. Yeah. And we'll see you guys on the next Frontline Podcast. Name is still to be determined. I'm just calling it Frontline Podcast for now. Hell yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this cup of new series. See you soon again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.